Good morning, good morning, Rabbi Welcome to Breakfast on the Class. Breakfast on the Class today is dedicated for the speedy and complete Fuashlema of Shalom Yaakov Ben Atara, as well dedicated in memory of the Lunishmatem of Sabati, Hahuba Gurjia Bat Baruch Vazarifa, and Rabbi Shimshon Haim Ben Rabbi Nachman Michael Nachmani. Shalom written in memory of his only child who died as a child, and its author wrote that studying would lead to heavenly lessons, sponsored by Shmuel Rave. Uh, also dedicated for the speeding of Yerufu Hashem Ma'af for Rabbi Nechana Farachana Matzim Afega and Eliyahu Shemom Mazal for Tuneh for Rabbi Eli Abadi and dedicated the entire week of breakfast and class in loving memory of Sinai Tur Chosh Bachsh Lilin Shmat Sinai Tur Bat Shokrola Eliyahu Shalom for 11 months sponsored by her son Maurice Chosh the week of Cobra was sponsored by David Yash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day my friends I want to share with you something that's really powerful we have a, a, a mitzvah in this week's parasha, which is a little bit odd on the surface, but the lesson that it gives is magnificent. The pasuk says, If a person has two wives, one that, he's, that he loves, one that he hates, and the one, the wife that he hates, wouldn't you know it, she had a, a son, and that child is the bechor, the firstborn, in the family. It says the Pasuk, Lo he cannot make the firstborn become the son of the wife that he loves. He can't do that. Even though he doesn't, he, the wife that he hates is gave birth to the, to the eldest son, that's the one, that's the Bukhor. He has no way out of that. Now, the mitzvah, first of all, is a strange mitzvah. Second of all, the mitzvah also is being presented in a strange way. Because I kind of feel like the story is unnecessarily saucy. Just tell me, you have a Bechor, you can't switch it. And then I'll know that if I like one wife, I don't like one wife, I like one wife a little bit, I like one wife a lot, it'll make a difference. The mitzvah is, you can't change who the Bechor is. That would tell me the same thing, without giving you this interesting backstory of a wife that he loves, a wife that he doesn't. And I think there's something magnificent here. The Gemara tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu fulfills the mitzvot in the Torah. Gemara Berachot. The same way we wear tefillin. HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Shammayim, God in heaven, so to speak, wears tefillin. Our tefillin says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, declares the unity and the uniqueness of God. God's tefillin declares, right? Mika Amecha Yisrael, who is like your nation, O Israel? Goy echad varet. So our tefillin says echad, but our tefillin says that God is one. God's tefillin also says one, but God's tefillin is not the uniqueness and the, uh, and the, uh, 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 the unity of God, but rather the unity and the uniqueness of the Jewish people. Why am I telling you this? Because I think that what God was doing here was incredible. If God keeps the mitzvot of the Torah on whatever, whatever that means, that means that God is bound by his own mitzvot. We had a mitzvah as an example. We had a, 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 a limud a couple, weeks, a couple weeks ago in one of the classes. The Gemara tells us that the angels of heaven came to God and said, it says in your Torah that you cannot take a bribe and you can't show favor to one uh, out of the two adjudicants. So why is it that your beracha says in Birkat Kohanim, Yisa Adonai Panav Elecha, that God shows favor to the Jews, to the Jewish people. 
to his chosen nation, to the people who are trying to fulfill his, his will, his mitzvot. I thought it says that you can't show favor. You see, that the Gemara is holding God to the standard of his own mitzvot that he commanded us. So that means that God fulfills the mitzvot of the Torah. Now with that lens, perhaps we could look at this uh, mitzvah in our parasha and see something incredible coming out. You know, the Torah says that the Jewish people are considered Beni Bechori Yisrael, my firstborn, O Israel. We are considered God's Bechor, His firstborn. And what is this mitzvah now telling us? That God is saying, I'm locking myself in to having you as a Bechor and to never switching you as the Bechor. Because if God keeps His mitzvot, and he adds a mitzvah saying that you can't switch the Bechor. What is he now obligated to do? Honor his covenant with us as the Bechor and never, and never walk away and never switch us for anyone else. Now that, to me, is a very powerful idea because it really helps us understand this idea of Elul Roshanah Yom Kippur, the process of Teshuvah. If God can't get rid of us, what does he, what does he have to do, so to speak? He has to give us opportunities to be able to return, to be able to improve ourselves. I want you to imagine for a minute, you have a, a person in your friend group you don't like so much. You have a choice, walk away. Doing business with someone, you don't think they're honest. You have a choice, don't do business with the guy. But someone who's your brother, you can't walk away from. Someone who's your family member, your child, you're stuck with them. So what do you do? You try and improve the situation as much as you can. God is motivated to do tzedakah, to do the tzedakah with us of teshuvah. You know why? Because he locked himself in and gave himself a no-get-out clause. Lo yuchal levaker. Even if we're doing something we don't like. Now this idea of the wife that is hated, the Gemara says something very interesting. What does the word hated mean in the Torah? Hated in the Torah doesn't mean that you don't like their nose, that you prefer blondes over brunettes. It doesn't mean that she's short or tall or skinny or fat. Sinah, hatred, is referred to only with regard to one thing in the Torah. I'll give you an example. The Gemara says, if a person sees chamor sonacha, you see the donkey of the person you hate, rovetz tachat masao, he's falling down under his packages. Ask Tosavot, who's this hated guy that you don't like? A guy who's a Mets fan, you're a Yankees fan, right? Mets. Yes, our giants, jets, that's what's going on here. The answer is, says Tosafot, why is he hated? Because the person is a wicked person. He's a rasha. Oh, have Adonai, says the Pasuk. Those who love God, sinura, they hate evil. They hate when something is unjust or incorrect or incorrect. It causes them to want to push themselves away. So when you see that word in the Torah, what's it referring to? Someone who's doing things that are not right. This guy's hatred for the wife is not because she's not blonde or she's not tall or she's not skinny. What is it because of? She's not doing the right thing. And still says the Torah, even still, you can't walk away from this son, from this bincha b'chorecha. So my friends, that means that God is linked to us. And I'll share with you something and I'll end with this. There was a rabbi who was approached by a, a man in Israel. And the man says, Rabbi, I know that you're a, a very powerful speaker. You speak to a lot of young people, especially, his name is Rabbi David Braverman. 
And he says, maybe you could speak to my son. Maybe you do something. He says, what do you mean? What, tell me what, uh, what's, he says, the guy, he was the top of his class. He's a tremendous student. He learned so much that by the time he was 22, he'd already finished the whole of Shas. Okay? That's something that many people don't do in their whole lifetime. This boy was uh, uh, the best Midot, the best Torah. <clears throat> anyway, one day, he had a bad friend, introduced him to all sorts of different things, and slowly but surely, the guy completely left, left everything behind. In a matter of years, he went from being the best boy, everyone's chasing after him, he's going to be the next uh, Gadol, Hador, the great uh, rabbi of the generation, <clears throat> uh, to nothing. He leaves the house, leaves his Talet and Tefillin, moves out to Tel Aviv. He says, I had no idea even where he lived. Every morning I wake up, I open up the cabinet, I see his Tefillin. Breaks my heart, Rabbi, please. Rabbi says, no problem. Tracks a kid down. They have a meeting. After an hour or two, the rabbi comes back to this fellow and he says, listen, I think only a miracle from God is going to save your son, is going to bring him back to the fold. He's so far away. He's lost any sense of sensitivity to religion, of sensitivity to elders, to wisdom. He thinks he knows better than everybody. You know, he thinks he's, he's angry, he's bitter. Only a miracle will save him. He asks the father, he says, do you have any other kids? He says, yeah, I have a big family, nine kids. He says, and how are they? He says, every one of them is a bigger tzaddik than the next. Some of them I even married off. I have grandkids from. They all shomer Torah mitzvot. The rabbi says, listen, you know, I, I think maybe you should uh, try and see the glasses half full, appreciate, enjoy what you have, and maybe try not to think so much about this child that's upsetting you so much. The rabbi said, he turns to the rabbi, he says, rabbi, that's terrible advice. How could you say that to me? Do you know all day all I think about is this son? When I make Yiddush Friday night, I'm looking around, he's not here. When I see the tefillin in the house, kills me, he's not here. Holidays, everyone's with me. In the shul, Rosh Hashanah Kippur, he's not there. All I can think about is him. You want to tell me to focus on the other kids? Rabbi, it's terrible advice. He says, it hurts me so much that one day after seeing his tefillin for the umpteenth time, and not seeing him in the house, I told my wife, you know what, I'm going to track him down. They found, he said, I found the apartment in Tel Aviv where he lived, and there's a bench on the street opposite his house. I brought my toilet and tefillin, I camped out on the bench. I put my toilet and tefillin on in the morning right outside the house. I saw the curtains open. He saw me, and then the curtains closed. That day, he didn't come out. I stayed there overnight. The second day, I didn't leave the bench. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbat. I stayed there for seven days straight. Until finally my wife called me. She begged me, please, she said, come back. If he wants to make his decision, that's his decision. It can't destroy you. It can't destroy me. It can't destroy the whole family. Please come home. He says, but for seven days, I was homeless outside of my son's apartment. And he saw me there. But he didn't come down. He didn't come to, to welcome me, to bring me in, to bring me, make me a hot tea, to tell me he's sorry, to come back home with me. The rabbi gives this man a blessing from the bottom of his heart. And he walks away. What could he do? He tried. My friends, when the rabbi got home, he said, he thought of only one thing. This father who camps outside, waiting for his son to come home, is exactly the same as HaKadosh Baruch Hu. God has no choice 
to pick somebody else. He locked himself in. He's thrown in his lot with us. So when we don't come to shul, God sits outside waiting. <clears throat> Maybe he'll see me. Maybe he'll come. Maybe he'll welcome me in. Maybe he'll make me a cup of tea. Maybe even he won't come, but he'll bring me a blanket. So I'll be comfortable waiting outside for him. Borei Olam waits for every single Jew, no matter what they've done. For every single human being, no matter what they've done. And if he's standing, sitting there, outside of our apartment, if he's come, he's made the trip, he's made the journey, that means he's opening the door. It's our job to try and do something, whatever we, whatever we can, to be able to slowly bridge that gap between us. But that's what this mitzvah is sharing with us. And that's what it's telling each and every person who may feel distance, who may feel like they haven't called Hashem in a while, just to reinforce and reassure them that He's waiting eagerly for your call, Be'ezat Hashem, if we reach out, Karov Adonai L'chol Kor'av, L'chol Yishek Ru Be'emet.